0: hey everyone welcome back to thoughts of an sdr this is episode three my name is maxim Fisher. Um, today we're going to speak a little bit about being you know at the right place at the right time when it comes to selling as well as kind rejections Uh, what impact those have on your day-to-day as an SDR, BDR, uh, and how to handle them and use them to your advantage moving forward. Uh, So let's just jump right in here uh, quickly to the first topic, which is being at the right place at the right time. So what I've noticed in my time as an SDR is that at this level, you know, there's very little convincing somebody otherwise of buying something. They're not going, most people don't give you the time of day for you to even be able to flip their mind about something. There has to be some sort of intrigue and interest to begin with. And if that's not there, it's probably not going to happen. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't exceptions to that rule and I'm not saying that any SDRs or BDRs out there haven't flipped the script on somebody and had them able to uh, be persuaded and convinced. But with cold outreach, it just lends itself to being at the right place at the right time for you to book that next meeting, which is something that I've found in my day to day and what I found with my wins. It's somebody who I hit who was, you know, actively looking, hadn't come across my company before, um, somebody who has given thought to it. Uh, that's the idea. So, obviously. What I think the best way to approach this is, is to increase your volume of your outreach and then lower the duration of your outreach. So this means that rather than keeping the same people uh, in the funnel, right, the same prospects in a longer funnel where you're going to hit them multiple times, multiple touches, where you can kind of get frustrated as they inch towards that 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 point in your sequence, and they still haven't opened an email, answered a phone call, responded to a message on LinkedIn, even responded to a text message if that's something that you're experimenting with. It can get incredibly frustrating to see that same name pop up and know that they're not looking at your stuff. Additionally, it can be frustrating when somebody has opened everything, you know, up through those 11 steps, but hasn't answered any of your phone calls or hasn't responded in any way to any of your outreach. You know, those two situations can really weigh on you, especially as an SDR, where you feel like, you know, you're throwing so much at it and you're not getting anything in return. Um, So if we can combat that in any way, I think that it's important to be agile, be adapted to the situation uh, and sort of change your approach. Because, you know, if you continue to do the same thing and you're not seeing the results and you're seeing some of these frustrating things that way on your conscience, it can hit you on a day to day. And, you know, when you hit that back into the week, you can face some of that seller's exhaustion where you're just like, I've put so much effort and work into my prospect list, but I don't have a ton to show for it. So one of the ways I think that you can get around that is shortening your sequences, maybe cut them in half, Um, go from 12 to six steps. That way, you're invested in them in a period of time where if they have any intrigue or any interest, they're going to respond to you. And you don't feel like you're continuously throwing resources, time and effort into them without them being responsive. Or even if they're opening your messaging, without them explicitly getting back to you that they're interested or that they're uninterested, you can kind of gauge that at the front end now and not worry about them and have them weigh on your conscious moving forward, which I think is incredibly important for you. So bring that bring that sequence down to about six steps, have your high value in the beginning of them in steps one and two, have phone calls mixed in as you would, try to, try to reach people over the phone, which can be difficult uh, especially under the climate that we're selling under during the pandemic. It's difficult to get people as they're not in their office. But what this does is it forces the you know, true buyers to come forward and you to not waste your time on somebody who's really not interested, lets you cast a wider net, reach way more people and move prospects quicker um, through your feed, basically. Um, so you can get done. Whereas with a 12 step sequence that may take you over two weeks to do. If you have a six step one, that may take you half the time and the people who are really interested are going to answer to some of your first outreach where you provide the highest amount of information. You know, I have yet to come across a prospect who has answered me in the back end of sequences around steps nine, 10, 11, 12, and that may be contrary to what most salespeople would tell you to do, right? They may say, hey, continue to reach out. The majority of times it takes eight, nine touches to get to somebody. You know, now, under these circumstances, under these climates, depending on what your product is and what you're trying to sell, that may not be accurate anymore. It may just be a change game a different game and obviously it's industry dependent right you know i work in the marketing world i work in the digital marketing and e-commerce space so you know my service or my product is going to be a lot different than somebody who's selling something else right if someone's working at png for example and maybe selling a specific product it may be a little bit different right but for me it, it i've found that this has been the most successful way for me to be able to cast a wide net increase my volume move people through my sequences quicker um, without expending a ton of in- energy and resources on somebody who just hasn't been responsive. So hopefully that little tip can help you and it's worth experimenting. You know, you don't have to throw all your eggs in one basket. You can have one or two sequences running at that half capacity that I just mentioned to test it out while you maintain your regular workflow for the other ones. And you know, if you like the other way better and you see better results with longer sequences, absolutely continue to do that I'm not here to change what's working for you just here to offer another uh, vantage point for you another perspective uh, that you could tackle your day-to-day with now the second thing that i wanted to get into in this episode is the impact of kind rejections um and how to handle those so you know you've gone through your day-to-day and you get somebody nasty who's just like you know unsubscribe. this is spam don't reach out to me anymore you know those things have an impact on your psyche. But what has an even greater impact on your psyche is when somebody's kind. It's so refreshing. It's so unexpected because we're so used to being rejected in rude ways that when you get somebody who's kind, um, you're just blown away with that. And I think that that's the opportunity for you to, you know, be reciprocate that and be kind back to them you know maybe even overly kind you know uh, provide them value in that response because that person took the time out of their day to not only respond to you which is really appreciated um but they responded to you with kindness and humanity which is something that as salespeople you don't always face i'd say the vast majority of the rejections i get are not kind rejections uh, but when one does come along, it changes my day, man. It makes me happy. Um, it gets me you know, back on track in a mindset to continue uh, my outreach and continue selling to people because you know, at the end of the day, humans want to feel like they're helping somebody. They want to feel genuinely you know, like they're helping somebody's business, helping someone's day. You, know, you want to feel like you're doing something right. Uh, And that really helps reinforce it when someone is kind back to you after all of your outreach. So in that situation, what I like to do is thank them for their kindness. That's the very first thing that I respond to in the email. I'll say thank you so much for your kind response. Um, And then I will say how willing and eager we are to work with their brand in the future. You know, if I see that potential partnership and there's tons of great information, let them know that. Don't be afraid because chances are they're gonna open that email because they kindly responded to you. They're invested somewhat in your email chain. So say, you know, unfortunate that we can't work together right now if you're ever evaluating a change in the future we would love to be at the top of that list my door is always open you can always reach out to me that's something that i always include in my emails and then you know as an additive if i created a video for them i may add the link up to that video i'll always include case studies that i think are relevant to their company relevant to their business um, that way I'm still providing value even in my last form of contact with them until maybe they circle back and reach out to me in a couple of months, because that has happened also, you know, where somebody has said no initially, but kindly provided value. And then you circle back next quarter and it's in another whole ball game. Also it makes that next outreach. You can kind of customize that outreach. So if, if they were kind, uh, kindly rejected you initially, if you reach out in two quarters from then and see if they're reevaluating things, you can say, hey, I know last time we spoke, you weren't interested, has anything changed? And you can keep that conversation going. And at that point, you have two-way dialogue. So it's not completely cold outreach. You've already done the cold outreach. That's slightly warmer you never know what the answer is going to be. It's always worth trying that. Um, so I think that kind outreach is super, super important. And you may be able to garner more information from somebody that way if you reciprocate the kindness. As far as what it does to you from a mental standpoint, it's just refreshing. And it just really helps you want to continue your day to day because you know that you know somebody values your company, they value your work, they value your outreach. Uh, in a role where you can consistently be bogged down by a lot of outreach that, you know, people's responses aren't favorable towards you. Um, But yeah, so thank you guys so much for tuning into episode three. It was a slightly shorter episode uh, than the previous ones, but I love explaining this information and these experiences that I have. I think that if this podcast can just resonate with somebody else, uh, just one other SDR or BDR out there, you know, who's facing these challenges and feels like they may be, alone in that just know that there's tons and tons of other sdrs out here going through the same kinds of things experiencing some of the same kinds of things that you may be experiencing uh, and i'm happy to talk about those so i'll continue to put these out there uh, so that you guys can see what we're going through Um, and if you have any tips, if you have any topics that you want discussed, please feel free to shoot me over an email, get in touch with me on LinkedIn, super approachable. Um, but thank you so much to everyone who has already tuned in and listened to the podcast. We've had excellent viewership on those first two episodes and I'm glad that it's helping people out there. So thank you so much. Hope everyone has an excellent rest of their day. Take care.